did you just close the window using a remote control? I am closing the blinds using a remote control. Oh, I can see them! Here they come. Wow. That's quite hypnotic. I just watched Frankie's <laughs> blinds close. So we got the fancy blinds in two rooms and then the money ran out. <laughs> and then downstairs, there's no blinds in almost every window, except the windows at the front where you need privacy because it's right at the front of the house. I've got two wood screws either side of the window and then I've <laughs> got a bit of fabric with holes in it and I just put it over the top and let it hang. So they're not remote controlled? No, sadly not. No, I've got to get up a ladder to because <laughs> I'm not tall enough. <laughs> Hello, you're listening to the Doing It For The Kids podcast where we swear a bit too much and talk a bit too fast about freelance life with kids in the mix. I'm Frankie and this is Steve. Hello! Yes, each episode we take a question from the Doing It For The Kids community, do our best to answer it. But of course we start each episode by looking back at the last one, though it seems like a long time ago. Cast your mind back, skip through your feed and you will find it was about... It was an excellent episode about client breakups. Oh yes, oh yes! <laughs> With some awful singing to boot. That's right. Well, everyone's a critic. Uh, Caroline Boardman got in touch. Why on earth? Do some clients think they own you? The way I see a client service provider relationship is an equal relationship. I am the same with my suppliers and customers. I am me. I would never treat someone who is doing some work for me, an employee, a designer, a coach, a VA, any differently than I treat my clients. (laughs) Yes, scars from client breakups here. I've become much less tolerant of shitty behaviour. Where can I buy the playlist? I have now made the playlist. Have you? I have. It's doing it this morning. <gasps> Search for DIFTK client breakup songs on Spotify and I'll put the link on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all the good places. Oh, I'm going to have a look now. Linda Kendall says, oh man, this is such a hard lesson and rejection never gets easier. Here's my perfect example. Just before lockdown, I was going to do a simple identity and website for a company. I ended up doing probably 30 or more logo ideas for them with no constructive feedback, and then they binned me off. But because of this group, I have a contract. (laughs) And had been paid 50% commencement fee, so I at least didn't lose any money, just my pride. Now I see, a year and a half later, they still haven't got an identity online, so I know that I wasn't the problem. And Charles Commons got in touch. Hey, Charles. Charles says, loved the wank alarm. (laughs) (laughs) I'd forgotten about that. (laughs) So would I until I listened back to it. Oh, dear. Loved the wank alarm. But can't help but feel that could be quite dangerous if I'm ever alone listening to the podcast on speakers. Hey, it's always good to have a reminder if you're working from home. (laughs) Anyway, it's been a while. How are you? I suppose my good news... Because in the last episode, I was in isolation, wasn't I? Oh, yes, you were. So I'd like to reassure you all that I didn't get COVID. So you basically sealed yourself away from nothing? Yeah, and it was bloody great. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I um, I was texting my mum about it and she was like, wow, sounds like a holiday, Francesca. <laughs> and she's right. It really does. And like, kind of weirdly came at a good time for me in that if you're in the group, you'll know I'm trying to launch a new version of the group. And it's the sort of thing where I really want to like get into it in like a deep way, but never have the time around client stuff. But locked in that room, I could work from 8am to 10pm because I didn't have to do the school run or bedtime 
or cook any meals. So um, I really got stuck into it. Wow. So if you ever have a big project that you've been putting off for ages and really need to get on with, I would recommend going around some people that might have a cough and then <laughs> maybe needing to um, isolate or just getting your mate to tell your partner that they have COVID and you might be at risk of getting yeah. it. Yeah, even better if you don't actually have to put yourself Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of holidays, we actually did have a holiday. The holiday that we were meant to have in Easter to Bath we finally had now because we couldn't travel at Easter. It seems weird, doesn't it, to think like the beginning of this year, the kids were off school and we were in lockdown. Yeah. It seems so detached from where we are now. So we did that. Also, our son turned 12. (gasps) Okay, yeah, that's um, kind of terrifying. We had our first Halloween in our new house and because it's a a new street with lots of families on it, it was fun for the first Mm. time ever. Although I bought a costume. I actually went to a lot of trouble, right? So I spent 20 flipping quid on this inflatable ghost. And the idea was that the it straps to your back, so you wear it like a rucksack, mm-hmm. but it's permanently inflating through oh, this little... That sounds cool. <laughs> ...through a little battery pack. And the idea is it comes up over your shoulders uh-huh. like it's... So you're walking around like a normal person and a ghost is hovering around you. However, I couldn't keep it up. So I'm... <laughs> Sorry. No... <laughs> Sorry. So I'm permanently having to keep tugging. Yeah, the ghost. In the end, I had to take it off and like just <laughs> like carry it around on the streets <laughs> like I was supporting a drunk ghost on the way back <laughs> from the haunted arms. Okay, it's episode 74. We've got a question. So it's anonymous this week. So I've opened up the fantasy name generator because we prefer to speak to a name rather than a non. So I've got... Drake Gibson, mm-hmm. Walter Maxwell, Alex Hackman. That's quite strong. Audra Abbott, Agnes Armstrong. Mm, that's quite good. This week's question comes from Agnes Armstrong. She says, what is an appropriate level of self-promotion when doing a talk? I've been asked to do a talk on imposter syndrome for 150 female leaders in an organisation. Naturally, I don't feel in the slightest bit confident I'm able to do this or the right person for the job. But given the topic, I feel that's exactly why I should. And so for that reason, I'm in. Yes. I will be one of four people contributing and my slot will take up nearly half of the online event, including the breakout room workshops that I will shape. I was initially told there is budget, but that hasn't proven to be the case. I won't be getting paid. I therefore really want to make sure that there will be additional work to come from this event. This will be my first event like this, and so I'm unsure of the etiquette when it comes to self-promotion. Any advice on how to get the balance between being the ultimate inspiring professional speaker, whilst also not wasting the opportunity to self-promote, would be greatly appreciated. Should I just trust in the process that work will naturally come from it? Thanks, Agnes. Oh, it is a good question. Isn't it? I think first up, you need to be clear with the organiser. What kind of promotion is being done about the event and how will you feature in that pre and post mm, good point yeah your branding is there your name is there your links are there i would make sure that the information you give them for their brochure or the website is shit hot have a bio that does exactly what you need it to do have photos that make you look amazing and friendly and whatever your brand is and you want people to think about you and if you're going to send people to your socials or your website you know if there's something you're selling there Make sure that's up to date and the first thing they're going to see is, here's this thing that you can buy from me or here are the services that is up front and centre on your site and on your socials. So if people get sent there, they can easily see how to give you money. 
And remember that you can, say, tweet or Instagram about the event. Yes, piggyback on their... If they've got a hashtag, get involved in the conversation that they're doing online. If you're including them in like your tweets and excitement about it, they're likely to retweet that and share it. And then people will go, oh, who's this? And then they're likely to follow you or blah, blah, blah. Be part of that excitement. And that works again pre and post event. So in the build up, you can be saying, I'm speaking at this thing, da, 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 and get involved that way. But crucially afterwards, you want to be visible around that event. So anyone that did watch your talk will be like, oh, that's the person I saw speak who was amazing. Let me go and follow her. Let me see what she does. You know, you want to be, again, like up front and centre in people's minds afterwards as well, because that is the like moment, isn't it, of opportunity. In a normal time, you might be at a physical event where you're mingling in a group after you've done your talk and you meet people that way. You have to like apply that idea online now. So like you've done your talk, you're in the meeting room afterwards with people virtually, whether that's Twitter or whatever having those conversations in the same way but doing it online you're you're still a part of the event after you finished your talk and people could find you that way yes. when it comes to your slides is there a debate about whether or not she needs slides <laughs> okay <laughs> if you don't have slides you should still probably have an initial slide that is your backdrop mm-hmm. so If you have the opportunity, if you're standing on a stage, to have something behind you, even if you're not using slides, your name, what the hell you do, and then your social handles. Mm -hmm. And then right at the beginning of your talk, you can say, hey, if you're enjoying today's presentation, today's talk, let me know. Here's my things. Tag me into any photos that you're sharing or whatever. I'd love to connect with you. That's a good point because people take images of you at Mm. a physical event anyway, like here's blah blah speaking on the stage and yeah exactly to have that information so they know who to tag how to spell it <laughs> yes all that kind of stuff yeah so make it really obvious and if you are using slides just subtly have those tags at the bottom of each slide this is an interesting question because i feel like this is my constant internal turmoil is the balance between trusting in the process like she says what was it trusting that work will come naturally to me after doing it kind of thing because I'm very much of the work hard and be nice to people school of thought. You be useful, you be good, you make your talk shit hot for people and then the work will come as long as people know where to find you and what you do. But I've also learned over the years that there is a balance and I need to be more proactive about making sure that people do really know what I do and how to find more about me and like building that in in a way that is just integral to my conversation rather than here's a speech about my services and what I do. It's like, if there's a point that I'm making that is drawn from my experience, is drawn from my business, I'll be like, in my role as a graphic designer, X, Y, and Z, I've learned these things. You know, you're reinforcing what you do through your talk without it feeling Mm. salesy. And then that combined with great information, great advice, should mean people come away from that going, oh man, she was really good, knows what she's doing. I feel confident, I trust in her. And therefore, if I did have a graphic design thing, maybe I'd think about her as a person to talk to. It's about building trust a lot of the time. And I guess that's the core of that balance is like not wanting to tip it too far that people don't trust you and find you salesy and find you opportunistic. I don't know if that's the right word. Gently planting some seeds Mm -hmm. about how great you must be. But do keep it subtle. At the same time, I can hear Agnes saying, but I'm doing a talk on imposter syndrome. Women need to stand up more. Women should be less afraid of selling, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So I do think there is a case for also 
like we talked about in a couple of other previous episodes about Holly June Smith saying about repeating the same thing yeah. over and over again, making sure people know what it is that you're selling, what you're doing, not being afraid to, you know, you might mention what it is you do at the beginning of the talk and then never mention it throughout the rest. I don't think that's the right approach either. But I do think drip feeding it, being consistent, but without it being a sales pitch is the way to go. Bring it back to your job without it being an advert. But at the end of your talk, there's a chance for you to wrap up and say, look, if you would like to find out more about this, I would love to hear from you, you know, slide into my DMs. I always find that such a creepy turn of phrase. Slide into my DMs. (laughs) I don't want to slide into yours and I don't want you sliding into mine. Thanks very much. Leave the jelly at the door. Parties have you been going to in Somerset? <laughs> However you want to phrase it, you want to spark that conversation. Yes, sorry. Sorry if you use that phrase, by the way. Apologies. And this then takes it a step further towards salesdom, okay? Mm. So to judge the room or judge your own feeling on it because it doesn't necessarily have to be salesy. But let's say that you were some sort of product person. There is a chance to say, if you want to find out more, check out this and to say thanks for coming along today there's a 20% off discount or whatever mm-hmm. here's a code now some people might go oh no that sounds salesy but like I'm saying it's up to you totally depends on the situation depends on you but there's a chance there isn't there to say hey look here's a code like if I've been watching a talk and somebody says they've got a book where I can find out more about that talk and then they say look you know for the rest of today there's this event offer that I've put on here what's wrong with that that's just saying specific to the event yeah it's not a bad idea right. yeah But I don't think that is necessarily the same for, let's say, you were a coach, a consultant, something like that. I'm not not sure I would discount that kind of thing. However, there is a way that you could try and get people. And that is, and maybe you've noticed this at talks, when people offer to email you the slides Mm -hmm. or something like that. Or, you know, an extra document. Or I've put together this extra thing to help you on this topic. I was literally about to say, a free ebook, a download, something else about imposter syndrome that I've made that shows you I know what I'm talking about, that sells my services indirectly, all that stuff. And get you on my mailing list. Yes, and that's the secret, isn't mm. it? So here's the web link. It's on the screen. Make it really clear. So and it's a web link specifically for this event. So it is agnesarmstrong.com slash event. In order to get the download, they have to put their email mm. in. Again, doesn't feel salesy. You're trying to help. What's wrong with that? And also, like on Instagram, for example, if you're going to send people there, you've only got the one URL at the top, right? And historically, people used to use Linktree a lot, which kind of does mm. the job. But preferably you'd build a page on your own website with a list of links. And so you can update that as and when relevant to what you're talking about. And of course, these days you can, whether you've got 10,000 or not, you can now put a link. You can, yes. In an Instagram. So you could take a picture of them or, you know, like take a picture of you with the audience. Mm -hmm. Here they are. And then directly on that picture, because they're all going to be encouraged to go and look at your Instagram to see that, you put the link through to the freebie Mm -hmm. that you're offering. Is there also scope to ask the event organisers, as I'm not getting paid, is there... Donuts. You can ask for donuts. <laughs> yeah. Ask for donuts. Always ask for donuts. Like if you're not already being given opportunities to network with other speakers, is there scope to do that? But like, I was just thinking back to when you and me talked to the Sorted at Janet Murray's thing. Mm. We spoke at her event last year. Was it last year? I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, she's, only, she's just recently done this year. Right. Well. <clears throat> we weren't invited back. No, it's no. true. <laughs> no. 
Hi, Janet. Yeah, but as part of that event, we were added to a private Facebook group with all the speakers. And that in itself is good from a networking perspective, because there's obviously Mm. the people that you're talking to, um, the people that have paid to go to the event. But the opportunity to meet other people that are speaking is also potentially... um, Beneficial? Yeah, beneficial for you to network those people, meet those people, make new connections. They all have their own audiences. Like all of that stuff builds into your building your business, making a name for yourself. And if it is in person, maybe there's a chance for you to go and all have coffee or lunch Mm. or dinner. Also, I don't want to be like down on it. But for future things, I appreciate it's not black and white and these things are complicated and events are expensive. But you should be getting paid for this. Based on what you've said... 150 people and you're doing this like workshop breakout bit you should be getting paid and I know that not asking or pushing to get paid is all part of a lack of confidence and imposter syndrome and whatever else but the more that we self-employed people and particularly women go look I should be getting paid for this the more we all say that the quicker that change is going to come maybe she did and it didn't work out and props to you if you gave it a go and I know there are benefits PR wise and, you know, like we've talked about promoting yourself and doing these things. But equally, this particular one, I feel like you should be getting paid for that. And next time I'd make sure you do. Just a side note. <laughs> well, no, I'm glad because there was no rant up until that point. And that was almost, it was bordering. It was a simmering, simmering rant. And it's been a while. Well, I was going to start with that, but it felt a bit down on, on the situation. Yeah. So why not bring it down at the end? Exactly. I mean, that's fine. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Because then we can have some comedic music, some drums, and it'll all be fine. I'm trying to lift up, really, is what I'm trying to do. Okay. Would love to know your thoughts. Mm. How have you maybe given a talk in a non-salesy way? Get in touch in the community. You can find this post for episode 74 and leave your comments there. But also we're looking forward to episode 75, which Mm. means with 74, 75, (laughs) and all we're ever after is a question. So um, please get in touch with your questions. You can slide into Frankie's DMs, (laughs) leave your jelly at the door, but leave a question on the floor. (laughs) Oh my God. It's now worse from here on in. Um, As you may have gathered from this episode and being in the Facebook group, I have grand plans to take doing it for the kids out of Zuckerberg land and into a new world of joy and freedom. I'm building that at the moment. If you support doing it for the kids on Kofi, you are going to be the first to hear about that and get first dibs on coming into it. You also get my monthly newsletter stuff in my head, which is like... All the- Very good. Very good is what it is. <laughs> all the things I've learned. You won't learned. say it, but it is. Thank you. All the stuff that I've picked up through running doing it for the kids that month and that involves like things to eat at lunchtime and silly shit I've seen on the internet and articles and stuff all in one place so if you sign up with Kofi you get that as well and you will get first info on the new Doing It For Kids 2.0 to get involved with that you need to go to doingitforkids.net forward slash coffee and since you've got your podcast app open I imagine why not search for Being Freelance that's the podcast that I do I speak to a different freelancer each week that is uh, on at the moment and off the back of that the Being Freelance community I know lots of you are in there anyway so you, you know the drill come Come say hi. Come say hi. Connect, but not in a salesy way. <laughs> right, so we're going to go mingle in the room. Uh, but yeah, if you've enjoyed this episode, please do consider leaving a review and share it online as well. Like, we're imagining we're giving a talk now, and mm. the slide's behind us. If you've enjoyed this talk, <laughs> take a photo of yourself listening to it and share it online. Yes, please. Thanks very much. 
Uh, all right. See you soon. Bye. We never actually say goodbye. No, we do don't. We? <laughs> just, just ends. I've just realised how rude. We just kind of piss off. It's taken us to episode seventy-four. <laughs> just got some manners all of a sudden. <laughs> quite fancy a donut. There's a new cafe open around the corner from here. It's quite a fancy Italian type mm. one. So I don't know whether they call them donuts, but they're basically donuts the size of your head. <laughs> I said, "What are they filled with?" And she said, "Well, nothing, but we can fill them with whatever you like." Oh my god. Nutella, pistachio. Oh. To me, it's kind of like the excitement of Build-A-Bear for a child. <laughs> but in donut form. Watching them inject the teddy bear with the stuffing, <laughs> but here injecting the donut with the raspberry or the Nutella. Or... Oh, my gosh. In primary school, we went for this tour where we got to see in like the actual bakery bit. Oh, cool. And I will always remember them injecting the jam into the donuts. Yeah. <laughs> it stayed with me. I must have been like five or six but it was such a like magic. It was like going to Lapland and seeing Santa like build the wooden train or whatever. It was like that. You were seeing behind the curtain. It's magic.